This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I do believe it. there is a conspiracy to, uh, to try to stop us from talking basketball today. We are going to talk a little bit about the Tar Heels win over the Wolfpack last night with Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News here. Uh, but when three of the greatest to ever do it as football coaches in this modern world of football is the most important thing that has ever been uh, put on in front of us uh, on a television. When Pete Carroll first, who probably was fired more than anything, kicked upstairs uh, nicely. Uh, Then Nick Saban, then Bill Belichick, all all are no longer coaching, although Belichick will definitely be coaching next year somewhere, I I would imagine. Uh, We got to talk to Mike DeCourcy about that, too. So, sir, should we start with Belichick? I mean, it's a more than basketball, there's... We're never going to be able to talk about the fact that Liverpool is going for a quad. Uh, we'll, we'll, I don't even know if we're going to have time for it. So let's start with Belichick. I mean, it, it hadn't gone well the last several years. It does speak to not even the greatest coach can uh, hoodoo up a good quarterback if you don't have one, and he clearly didn't have one. Uh, but how do you put, whatever, 24 years of Belichick and New England into perspective? Yeah, I think it might have been a different... Uh, I, I, I would, if I were writing, I'd say a different article or a different comment. If this happened in 2019, say, uh, because I do think that the separation between he and Brady, and then Brady's ability to then go elsewhere and win a Super Bowl immediately, mm-hmm. did make it seem like all those years when it, the 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 question was, was it Bill or was it Tom? Was right. it Bill or was it Tom? I think the answer was it was Tom, and with, without without Tom, I mean, he wasn't able to get a meager team to be solid or a solid team to be six, uh, significant. And the kind of things that that people in Pittsburgh are now yelling at uh, Mike, <laughs> Mike Tomlin about, right. uh, they, they, but he's gotten teams that aren't that significant and and have been a, they've been able to get to the playoffs. On Ben's last leg, yeah. On uh, on the you know on on Mason Rudolph coming in and winning three games in a row after not playing for two years, uh, those those are the kinds of things that the greatest coaches have done, even if they aren't always winning Super Bowls. So I do think that although you you can't deny the success and you can't deny the excellence there, and you can't deny his contributions to to those six Super Bowls. I don't think that it's the same as it would have been, and, and I don't think he's going to do himself any favors if he goes, say, to Atlanta. I think that's what we're hearing. Is that what we're hearing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that, 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 that there's necessarily the recipe for excellence there either. No, there there isn't. And it, it and this is the uh, this is the embrace debate uh, portion of sports conversations that I hate so much. Because it may, it forces us to say it's either or. Um, and my opinion is that, and Tom Brady proved it in the second year in Tampa, that if the parts around you aren't great, uh, then it's really hard even for the great quarterback. And he proved it at the end of the era in New England, in his last year in New England, when there weren't any weapons to throw to. 
that, you know, it's really hard for him to look great because their offense looked awful in his last year in New England. Uh, so it was about a lot of things. It wasn't just about Brady. It wasn't right. just about Belichick. It was about everything. And when Brady got to Tampa, of course, uh, they had elite-level talent around him. It was an all-star team, uh, albeit an aged one, but an all-star team nonetheless, and a great offensive mind as a head coach in Bruce Arians. So it almost seemed unfair to Belichick that you know, Tom got to Tampa and there was the Mike Evans of the world and Gronk showed up and Leonard Fournette and uh, and Dominican Sue on the defensive side of the ball. It was Everything was in place for that team to win. And they had to earn it, too. They had to go on the road uh, and do some of it, so or a lot of it, if not all of it. So I think uh, all of it. Yeah, so it was, look, Brady is certainly the uh, the best winner that we've ever seen at quarterback. And I thought the combination of he and Belichick were uh, pretty lethal. I agree with you. I don't, it, it's, it's not going to go well in Atlanta, uh, but I, he's going to go wherever he, he can get full control. I would imagine. No. Well, I think that that's, that's probably a big part of it, uh, but I, I don't, I don't know why I would trust him with full control, uh, given that he was the one who invested in Mac Jones and I, and you know, I mean, we all saw the video and we all saw the, uh, uh, you know, we saw him on tape playing for Alabama, and I don't think that a lot of people looked at that and said, "Okay, that's the next guy." And this is not look. I, I don't. I don't think Pittsburgh did the right thing by taking Kenny Pickett at number twenty, but I believe Mac went like thirteenth. Yeah, I mean, that's not a. You know, that's not an insignificant draft pick. There's a lot of value there, and, and even you know, in in most years at the quarterback position. And if he if there wasn't that year, you can't make it happen. You know, you can't make uh, Mac Jones into a significant NFL quarterback by taking him with the 13th pick uh, that doesn't automatically uh, invest magic in him. So I, I think that he made a significant error there. Yeah. And I, I, I personally at, at 72, um, I, if it were my franchise, that is not what I would be doing. It, it is. I, I think there are a lot of Panthers fans that feel the same way uh, about uh, you know, it, whether or not they would have interest. And we talked to Ben Volan of the Boston Globe. He thinks that Belichick would have interest in Carolina as well. Uh, and I would suggest for the Panthers, it would be a good idea because somebody needs to keep David Tepper uh, out of the decisions. Uh, yeah. And maybe Bill Belichick would be the only person who could do that. Let me let me flip it to Nick Saban. There's too many things to get to in uh, however much time we have. Um what is the best comparison for Nick Saban as a coach? Is is it anybody in football or is it somebody like Mike Shashevsky? No, I don't think it is Mike at all. I, I think that I think that what or is it Belichick? What, I, I I would say maybe more like a maybe I'm I'm tr I'm stepping a little bit outside of my comfort zone here, but maybe a little bit more like a Joe Torre, um, oh. a, a guy who was thought of as just. You know, not a bad uh, manager, but not a great one. And then he goes to the to the you know the cream of the crop franchise and starts cranking out pennants and World Series titles. I think that's probably more. I mean, when I was thinking, I, I heard um, and I was listening to Kraft a little bit on uh, on mm -hmm. the radio, and he named, and he said that uh, he said that uh, Belichick was the greatest coach of all times. And I love that you know he's a billionaire and he said all times. I thought that was really <laughs> something, uh, but. Uh, 
But I, I thought to myself, no, hold on. You know, I didn't buy that immediately uh, for the reasons I suggested before. But I started to think, you know, the reason I often come back to Mike is that Mike was a head coach at Duke in the 80s, 90s, uh, O's and 10s and 20s. And he had great success in every single one of those decades. That's five different decades in which he had success. Saban was really good for 25 years, but he was just good for a lot, for a lot of the time before that. Uh, so that's why I kind of compare him to Tory a little bit because Tory had other managerial experience that wasn't exorbitant, and then eventually right. built himself into a Hall of Fame level manager. Yeah, you 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 need all the it. I guess it speaks to the fact that you need all the other pieces around you. Um, but what Saban did at Alabama, and here's, and it's unusual. There aren't many spots where where it doesn't matter who the coach is, right? Like, I'm not sure it matters who the coach is at Ohio State. Every single head football coach at Ohio State has won. All of them. North Carolina basketball hasn't always been the case, right? True. They've had Uh, I remember. Right? (laughs) Right. We've we've had it. Um, Alabama football, for all of its, you know, uh, championships, Bear, Gene Stallings, and uh, Nick Saban, They've had their coaches that didn't necessarily uh, win big, so it was. It it took somebody like Saban the ability to uh, kind of uh, you know maybe focus more than anything else, uh, maybe stick to a plan uh, where you know maybe maybe that's what it is. Uh, and I think when Nick Saban took the job, if I recall correctly. Um, he was asked, "How do you get, how do you get Alabama to where they want to be?" He says, "Basically, with my voice being the only voice that they hear to kind of block everything out that uh, that is around that program, because there can be a, there can be a lot of distractions uh, when it comes to uh, to coaching that way." I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, to me, it's hard to beat six national championships in a twelve year span. Oh, if you go back to his the start of his time there, I mean, he never he had one year transitional year, first year, yeah, uh, where I think they were I don't know eight and five or seven and six or something like that. They won double digit games every other year he was there. I think it was sixteen <laughs> consecutive years. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, they they never had a rebuilding year once he got it going, and that's what made it extraordinary. And I think you understated a little bit what happened in between the Bear uh, and and Saban with the the six or seven years of Gene Stallings' competence and and or excellence. It was a train wreck. It yeah. was a quarter century train wreck. <laughs> you, you know, I'll tell you yeah. a funny story. Um, last night I was going through you know, the different coaches who failed there. Shula, not Don Shula. Right. Uh, Ray Perkins, yep. Bill Curry. Uh, Dennis Francione, and then I and I couldn't remember the guy who never got to coach a game, Mike Price, because <laughs> but I couldn't remember his name. So you know what I googled? I googled it's rolling, baby, <laughs> and and it came up. I knew, and so that that was Alabama football for twenty five years. Yep, and and then he comes in, and it becomes even higher in, in, in achievement than what Bear did there in the seventies, and. Uh, it, who in Alabama ever thought that they would see a better time 
than what the Bear delivered in the 70s, but he had managed to do it. All right. I, this has to be our final thing. And I, when I texted you to come on, I said we were going to talk hoops, uh, and maybe we, t- we would talk about uh, Liverpool going for a quad, and we're not going to get to either of those because that's because uh, the, the, all these – these two guys decided to end their uh, their coaching careers, at least where they are, in terms of Bill Belichick, because he's going to coach again. Uh, just, you know, th- things get in the way. Is this a more challenging follow? Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone could do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Then Mike Shashevsky was uh, or is for John Shire. Somebody stepping in at Alabama. Is that a more difficult thing to follow than what Mike Shashevsky did? Yes, and I'll tell you why. And I wrote about this today. Perfect. Um, it, that, that because Mike, you know, there's a lot of people out there it's still who think that what Mike did in 21-22 was an ego trip, as if he needed one. Uh, he's in every Hall of Fame. He's won gold medals and yeah. NCAA championships, all of that. But there, there was a there was a method to what they did. There was a science to it. There was it, it's, he's not the first. I'm not saying he invented it because they did the same thing at Purdue when Gene Cady was ready to go. Now in that case, I think it was a little bit more um, university driven. Mm-hmm. But when Gene was ready to go. They said, okay, we're going to hire Matt Painter. He's going to be on your staff for a year. He's going to basically, he'll do whatever you ask, but he's going to spend most of his time recruiting, and he'll be able to be more successful, and we'll be more successful because we planned for this. And that's what Duke did. They, they put John on the road uh, instead of Mike, and he was the face of the, of the recruiting process that year. And what did they bring in? They brought in Kyle Filipowski and, and Derek Lively and, and Mitchell, et cetera, and and all these different players that formed a very good class that were able to go out last season and win the ACC tournament. And then some of them are still part of Proctor's mm-hmm. another part of this team that may do better than that. And that, so there was a plan in place. And this is not the case. It, there may be, look, uh, Greg Burns a terrific AD, and I'm sure he'll do very well in this circumstance. But it's a harder deal when, you're, aren't, when you aren't able to plan for this, when you aren't able to put in place someone who is a coach in waiting when I wrote what I wrote my editor said well they couldn't have done that I said why not I mean there's got like just using his name uh Kurt Signetic who was just hired here in Indiana um did a phenomenal job at James Madison if if he's the guy and I don't not saying he is but if he's the guy or someone that could be that guy you could have hired him and said you're gonna next gonna be the next coach at Alabama you're gonna spend this this year helping out and and building a roster for 24 and, and we'll move on from there. And they chose not to do that, or they weren't aware of what Nick's intentions were. I think that Mike did Duke a service by what he did. And, yeah, did he enjoy coaching that last year and not wanting to go out on the COVID year? Absolutely. But it wasn't about Mike needs to be 
uh, raised to the rafters one more time. That he's gotten every award and every acknowledgement that he could ever ask to have. Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News. I promise next time we'll talk about the things we intend to talk about. Uh, <laughs> B- Bill, and, Bill and Nick, we didn't even mention Pete Carroll. Uh, they all got in the way. Uh, I appreciate your time. At TSN Mike on Twitter from the Sporting News uh, Hall of Fame college basketball writer. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> like, seriously, I texted him yesterday. Hey, hey, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about State Carolina. Yeah. And because we're both Liverpool fans, we'll talk about the fact that uh, the Reds are in position to maybe win four trophies. Right. Like, awesome. And then yesterday said, hold my beer. Yeah. Yeah. Pete Carroll, which actually happened at the very end of our show. I didn't realize this until later. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I decompress when the show's over. I don't even check anything. And boom, that's uh, that's that. Uh, and then Nick Saban, about 6 o'clock, roughly, mm-hmm. 5.30-ish. And, yeah. Yeah. Bill, Bill today. Today. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.